Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Sines. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. Welcome back. This might just be my favorite episode. We are talking about all things Blakely. This is my dog. This is my child. I think that I just wanted to start off by saying whether you're bringing a puppy home, a rescue home, whichever kind of dog you're bringing home, there is always going to be a lot of work that goes into it and you have to be prepared for whatever comes. Keeping that in mind, let's start off with how Blakely has changed my life and a little bit of backstory. So I actually had a German Shepherd prior to her. Her name was Braley. I think I just like B names. I'm not sure why. I had to give her up when finding out that my partner was in the military and we were going to be moving a lot. She had a ton of anxiety and I remember I was leaving to go get my nails done. As I was leaving, Braley was whining crazy. And I just remember I walked back inside. I sat down next to her kennel and I took her paw and put it in my hand. And I said, I love you and I need to stop being so selfish. I knew that this dog needed more than I could offer it in the future and it needed more than I could offer it now. She was in really expensive training classes. I was trying to work through. She was really reactive, had a ton of anxiety, and I was trying to work through that. But I just knew that the lifestyle I was going to have for myself was not going to align with what she needed. And that's when I really had to separate my ego from my mind, my feelings, and say, this dog needs more than what I can offer right now. And I just give so much compassion and so much love for anyone else that has had to do this. And it's so amazing to realize that you can be selfless. My ex at the time knew how to train her. So I asked her if she wanted her and she said yes. I made it very clear that if she were ever to give her away that I would want her back. And she did not reach back out to me. I found out that she went to a different home, but they had a giant backyard. She was really happy. She sent me some videos of her running around in the yard. And so I was just happy that she was in a good home, but it was really hard for me. I was grieving this dog. It felt like I had lost a child, like I had to give it up. It was just a lot of emotions all at once. So I didn't want another dog. I was fine with just living my life and not having the expectations of having to be home at a certain time and just feeling guilty about going out and training all the time. I was fine not having a dog. My spouse at the time did have a dog. That's where Mateo came from. It was actually hers. It was really hard for me, actually. I remember I was in bed depressed for a few days and I was just like I don't know how to bring this up but I don't want to take Mateo out I don't have energy to take him outside I don't even want to take him outside like it was really really tough so my heart goes out to anyone else who has had to experience this 
we had talked about adopting our roommate's dog at the time. She was amazing and they did not treat her right at all. Um, I saw the potential that she had in her and I just really wanted to give her a better home. And I knew that we were able to do that. I had a few talks with some friends and they said, you know what, Megan, you have a lot of love to offer and you cannot let that love go to waste. There's a dog out there that is deserving of your love. They're appreciative of your love and you need to give your love out to the world. So I took that advice. My spouse at the time had scheduled to meet up with a dog. So they found them on Craigslist and they were like, Hey, um, I scheduled a meeting for us to go see these dogs. And I was like, why on earth would you do that? Like, you know, we're going to end up getting this dog. I don't want a dog right now. I made it very clear that they would have to help me. Dogs are just a lot of work, especially as puppies. And so I just made it very clear, you know, like you're going to have to wake up with me. You're going to have to potty train. You're going to have to do all this stuff. It's like having a baby. We went to go meet this dog in the parking lot of PetSmart. I remember I was scrolling through the photos before we got there and I said, I want this one. And if we were to get a dog, um, I remember that was the only one left when we got there. She walked out super scared, super skinny, just smelled disgusting. These people sent us pictures beforehand and said, oh, the mom's a lab and the dad's a German shepherd. So we said, okay. I remember after I looked at her, I got in the car and I sat there and I was like, I really don't want a dog, but we need to take this dog. I can't even fathom letting this dog go back to whatever environment it was in. It was just so filthy. It smelled disgusting. So we ran to the bank. We got some cash out to buy Blakely. We come back, she runs over to me, and I have her in my arms, and the whole time I'm like, I do not want this freaking dog, I hate this dog. We're sitting in the car, she's wrapped in my arms as we're like driving home, we're trying to think of names for her, we're like going back and forth, we both love Blake Lively, we didn't name her after Blake Lively, I wanted to name her Ezra, I'm like obsessed with that name, but my spouse did not, so we decided that would be her middle name. And somehow we were just going through names. I think I went on like a name generator and I was just going through those names and then names just popped up. Finally, my spouse was like, what about Blakely? And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that name. So we named her Blakely Ezra. So that is how she became to be. She did look like a lab when she was little, very spunky personality. I feel like anyone who has a dog would know that girl dogs are just so much more sassier than boy dogs. There's completely different personalities. I've had multiple dogs throughout my life, and I noticed that they told us she was crate trained. They told us she had her first round of shots. I texted them right after, and I said, hey, can we get a copy of the shots? Like, I just need to know so that when we take her to her first vet visit that she's had her first round of shots. That was supposed to be, like, included in the price. Well, we never heard back from them. And they deleted all of their posts because we were actually going to report them as backyard breeders because we took her to the vet and she was only six weeks old. And I knew she was younger because she wasn't sleeping throughout the night. She woke up every two hours, kind of like she wasn't weaned off breast milk yet. She still needed to be bottle fed. So I just watered down her kibble a lot 
and she definitely was not kennel trained. I have never had a dog or experience like this. I put her in the kennel and she was bawling her eyes out, like real tears were coming out of her eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot leave this dog in this kennel. Basically, she slept with us for a little bit. And then every single time she would fall asleep, I would put her in the kennel. I would put kibble in the kennel. I would put her toys. I would play with her. We had this wire pin that I bought. I really just wanted her to get used to kennels and not see them as a bad thing. I don't know what environment she came from, but that made it very clear that she was probably a backyard breeder in some type of kennel and wasn't ever allowed to get out or something with her mom. So after a while, she got really comfortable. I have the cutest pictures of her flopped over in her kennel, just falling asleep. She hopped over the little playpen that we had. I have a video of that where she just climbed right over it and hopped right out of it. She loved people. I have always had like reactive dogs, I feel like. So I wanted to make sure that she really got socialized. So I bought this backpack. I wanted to make sure she got out when she was younger. I trained her to be in the backpack. She loved it. And we went out to grocery stores. You're not supposed to like put the pet on the floor, take them out because they can be exposed, like just like having a baby. So I thought the backpack would be a better alternative and she could at least get used to people and other dogs and seeing a bunch of stuff. I think now looking back... I overexposed her and not in the right ways. When you're supposed to expose a dog to socialize them, that doesn't mean them interacting with every single little thing and hearing every single little noise. That means they can be in an environment, but their attention is on you and people can come up to them if you tell them they can, if you give them permission to do that. But it's not like, hey, come pet my dog, or let's give you treats. So definitely did not socialize her in the proper way. She never had any issues, though. We had a neighbor. We actually shared like the same backyard, and they had a bigger dog, so she would play with that dog all the time. We had Mateo. Mateo hated her, and probably for her first year of life, he did not like her. So... That was a little rough and we actually ended up getting her for him because when our roommates moved out, Mateo was really depressed and that's what led to getting Blakely because he was so depressed. He's always grown up with dogs his entire life and so I was like, you know what, fine, we can think about getting a dog. But as I saw Blakely's personality start to bloom, I just felt so in love with her. I started to open up and I was like, I love you so much. This dog is literally my entire life. I vowed I was never going to give her up because, I mean, you don't ever want to give a dog up, but I had just given Braley up and I was like, I don't care what it takes. Like, I'm not giving this dog up. She's my ride or die. She's my companion. We will be with each other for life. I don't care what it takes. It wasn't until she got fixed at like three months. She had to stay inside to like her stitches and she was freaking wild. She ripped her stitches. And so we had to go back and she had to get them redone. Yeah, it wasn't until then. And then we started taking her out after that. And that's when I saw her being more snappy. It was just like things we hadn't seen before. And so I ended up enrolling her into daycare, which kind of helped her be socialized, I feel like. But at the same time, I feel like that was another no-no. We shouldn't have done that just because I don't think that's an appropriate way. It's like taking a dog to a dog park. I do not believe in dog parks. I think it's the worst way to socialize pets. 
but this daycare actually had cameras. I was able to view them 24 seven. I was able to know what was going on and see her like interact with other puppies and dogs. So that was helpful. That's when she started becoming really reactive where we would start walking her and she would lunge at other dogs or lunge at other people. And I was just like, what is going on with you? This was not who you were. I think that's kind of when I was a little bit disappointed. I have always wanted a dog who is a golden retriever or a lab and loves absolutely everyone. So that was kind of hard for me. You know, I was like, this was going to be the dog that I could bring anywhere and everywhere and everyone was going to love her and she could just play with every other dog. But that was not the case. As she started growing, I started noticing that her jawline was forming into what looked like a pit bull. So we actually had, with her puppy care package, she got a DNA test. And so we got to see the breakdown of percentages of what she actually was. And she was 50% American Staffordshire, or it was 25. I don't remember the exact percentages, but I know one of them was 50%. I think it was American Staffordshire. And then it was German Shepherd. It was Akita. And then it was Korean Jindo. It's really cool how they do it, actually. My friend in the States, we took her to Banfield and it's part of the puppy package and you can get the DNA test. They give you a 50 page booklet. It has a percentage of what breed they are. And then it tells you specifically what they need, what kind of stimulation they need, what kind of breeds they are. And all of her breeds are strong leaders, very selective of who they like, very, I have a small knit family and that's who I'm only going to be with. So It was then that I realized that it didn't matter what I did. It was part of her ingrained in her breed. This is who she is. And then I just learned to accept like she doesn't have to like all dogs. I don't like all people and that's fine. So I just had to learn how to be her voice for her and speak up for her and know. I think it's like the reactivity piece. It carries this embarrassment piece with it. You're out walking and everyone's staring at you and you're like, I get it. Obviously my child is not behaving right now. It's kind of like when your kid throws a tantrum in the store and everyone's just staring at you and you're already overwhelmed and ashamed and have all these feelings. And that was what it was like walking her every time. I have to learn how to control her and all these people are watching me. I took her to multiple different trainers. I continued to work with her and it was about finding the timing before she reacted. It was about learning her body language, about building trust with her, about teaching her, hey, I'm the leader of this pack and you're going to be fine. You don't need to stress out. You don't need to hypervigilate, look around everywhere to know what's going on. I got your back. We're in this together. So it was about just like reestablishing that. Most of the trainers said it was because she was separated so young. They don't know what the environment was like when her mom was pregnant with her. So they don't know if that contributed to it. I think it was kind of a mixture of everything. I learned not to use harnesses on dogs. That actually provokes them to be aggressive more because it's like they're trying to charge at something and then you're pulling them back. So that did not work for me. I think dogs that are more reactive or have this baggage, they're the ones that really call you out on your stuff. They really make you look at life in a different way and they help you understand so much and look deeper into problems. And I talk about this all the time, but like my dog has made me a better human. She's taught me so much about confidence 
in terms of like relationships, in terms of life. She's taught me how to step back and look at the bigger picture. She's taught me that I need to look at myself first before looking at someone else. She's taught me how can I change? I can do hard things and it's okay to be scared. She has taught me more than I can imagine. And I remember the first time I realized the problem was me because I was talking to a friend and I just said, I don't know. She only likes certain people. She doesn't like everyone. She's very reactive. She doesn't let a lot of people in. I think she's just anxious. She has trust issues. And every single thing I listed was a characteristic of me at that time. And and that was a huge awakening for me. I was like, holy crap. I am the issue. I think a lot of times it's hard for dog parents to realize that they're the issue, but they are. You got to look at yourself. You got to look in yourself. They feel your energy. They feel everything. And so that was when I had to really reevaluate my life. I worked on my anxiety. I worked on my confidence. I worked on my self-esteem. And then I saw I saw in real life progress, Blakely is being less reactive. She's trusting me more. And it's just so beautiful to watch. I'm like getting so like emotional about it, just talking about it now. But even now when we have our good days, I'm like, we have come so far together. I'm so beyond proud of her and how much she's trusted me and how much our relationship has just built across. I wish I had videos of when she was so reactive, but there was just no way to take videos because I could not have my phone in my hand. You know, there was times I would walk her. I had to have both hands on the leash. I was holding her so tight. Now I look at it. I can walk her around other dogs. She's fine. She goes on dog walks with different dog walkers with multiple different dogs. We've just come so far. Like granted, we have some setback days and those are hard. You know, they bring me back to my lowest points with her, but I just have to remember we have come so far in this together. And that's what makes it so beautiful. And just to see her running around, the sacrifices it takes to make to wake up at 5 a.m. because there's nobody out and to let her go run on the ocean, to see how like happy she gets and all the zoomies she gets. It's just amazing. It makes me so happy. I think some things that like she's taught me for sure is that success is not linear or quick. You got to be patient. You just got to. There's going to be tears. There's going to be a lot of things, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. And hard work consistency pays off. I had her on a schedule, a training schedule. We learned the basics every day. We were learning a bunch of stuff. I used a clicker. I used a bunch of treats. Just positive reinforcement goes a long way. You got to remember that they deserve to experience life like any other dog should. She went on our entire road trip from California to Virginia in the car, and she was absolutely amazing. Never had any issues. She loves going places now. I can't let my anxiety creep up. I got to believe in us and how much progress we've made and know that it's going to be okay. You have to know that like it's not your job that your dog is reactive, but it is your job to work together to improve things. And you're not going to get it right all the time, and that's okay. I have also learned that when you're struggling, they are too. They can feel all of your energy, and they know when something's off and they're going to act up. I think it's okay to mourn for the dog that you thought you'd have. I also think it's realistic to realize that not all dogs are going to like other dogs or people, and that's okay as well. I believe that like quality time is so important to help build that relationship 
because that's where the true trust happens is when you're working one-on-one together and to do that. I honestly do not like when people walk their dogs off leash. It has, I hear all the time like, oh, well, my dog knows recall or my dog listens so well. That's not the problem at all. The problem is that when there's reactive dogs like Blakely, I have her in a calm mindset. As soon as she sees another dog, her stress levels elevate. As soon as we're next to another dog, they elevate. I don't know your dog and I don't trust your dog. So I don't know if your dog is going to come up to mine and my dog is going to react at your dog. Granted, the training comes in to where Blakely is not reactive. You know, I tell her to sit, I tell her to lay down when another dog's coming towards me and she does that. She doesn't react. She knows how to be in her own space. But when another dog is off leash and they're coming into our space, that's a problem. And most dog owners are just like, oh, my dog is so friendly. That's wonderful, but they still need to be on a leash. That's what dog parks are for. I'm against them. But if you want to go take your dog off leash, then go take them in a fenced area because that is not the place or time for a reactive dog to run into. You have no idea what that other dog's behavior is or how they're going to react to your dog off leash. So I personally do not like dogs off leash at all, especially here in Spain. There's the language barrier and they don't pay attention to their dogs at all. They could be literally walking a mile away and their dog would be behind them and they would have absolutely no idea that their dog is coming after mine. So I'm just not a fan of it. Don't do it, guys. Just leash your dogs. It's not the end of the world. Get a freaking long leash if you want them to be a mile away from you. Blakely has for sure changed my life for the better. I absolutely love her now. I do not hate her anymore. I am so grateful that I have her. She is the number one reason where my entire life changed, where I looked inward and I looked at the things I needed to work on. And I don't think if I had her or if I did that, I would be where I'm at today. It takes a lot of resiliency, a lot of patience, a lot of time and effort to work on those things. And every single day, it's worth it. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. And... I hope you guys love on your dogs or open your heart to love a dog, even though they're reactive or aggressive or whatever labels you think they might have. But at the end of the day, you know who they truly are. And Blakely is the nicest dog. She is such a good puppy. I know her personality makes me laugh like crazy. I would not want any other dog. I know she was guided to me for a reason. Sending so much love to you guys. Can't wait to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at Heal with Megan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.